0: This is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Today we're starting a brand new series on fasting. Fasting. Someone said, oh... I want you to open up to Psalm 42. Would you do it? Open up to Psalm 42 today. Hey, I want an honest, honest response here. How many in this room have ever fasted before? Like food, okay? Forget media. We're not talking about that today, okay? All right. All right, good, good. Should I ask who never fasted? No, I'm not going to do that. Because I always have people that whenever we talk about fasting, they say, I've never fasted before. Or I fasted, but I fast real fast, <laughs> like <laughs> like like I fast like and one person came up and said i 'm going can we fast salad no no i don 't think that counts. <laughs> we fast vegetables, not on salad, but like not have it and i said no no i don 't think you, fasting is just stuff you don 't like now but we 're going to talk about i actually I had a message prepared this morning because we 're about to start um, pray first and i'm we're going to give you um uh, free prayer guides uh we're going to just have them available at the church from now on coming up here but uh we didn't get the printing finished but and today it was going to talk about uh, the very first prayer. we're going to talk about the lord's prayer Um, we're going to talk about uh, the tabernacle prayer in the bible we're going to talk about the prayer of jabez we're going to talk about um, how to pray for unsaved loved ones And then we're going to have scriptural prayer references of all of the main scriptures for all the main topics that you're just going to be able to have in your hands in your Bible. And I'm telling you, I believe it's going to resource. These are just resources that I use personally, that I have, that it's good to just have in your Bible so that you know how to pray. I believe more people would pray if they knew how to pray, right? And so uh, this month is going to be a month just to resource us in prayer and to get us uh, so that we know how to pray. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, meaning it's not just a topic in the church. We're like, yeah, every once in a while we talk about prayer. No, (laughs) every day we should be praying and communicating with God. And there are different types of prayers. There are prayers of surrender. There are prayers of petition. There are prayers of worship and praise. There are prayers of intercession. And there are rules that go with each one of those Just like there's different rules with sports, you don't just say, let's go outside and play sports. Now you say, what sport? And different sports have different different, uh, instruments and different uh, guidelines and layouts and equipment and things. But prayer is the same way. Prayer has different uh, things in the Bible that talks about prayer. So we're going to go over uh, all those, have a real good overview of that. And So I believe this next month. Make sure, commit with me to be in this series. Bring someone to this series. Somebody... Uh, who wants to learn about prayer, and I'm telling you, it's just going to be an awesome time. But Psalm 42, (laughs) I, I say that to say we were planning, I was planning on starting prayer today on one of the types of prayers, and man, the Lord just put in my heart and said, you need to talk about fasting, and I said, oh man, okay, all right, God, let's talk about fasting, so this is awesome. Um, Psalm 42. Would you open your Bible? Psalm 42. Now, uh, hold it in your Bibles. Underline it. Mark it in your Bibles. By the way, if you don't have a Bible that you feel like, or you say, I can't mark up my Bible, uh, then put that Bible aside and get a Bible you can mark up, okay? (laughs) Messy Bibles help make our lives not as messy, okay? Uh, Man, I've had so many Bibles that have notes and all this kind of stuff all in. I'm telling you, write in your Bible. uh, um, Underline and and Here we go. Psalm 42. Okay, I'm going to read this one out of the New Living Translation. I'll, I'll skip uh, New King James on this one. But New Living Translation says this. As the deer, in fact, look on your screens. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. While my enemies continually taught me, saying, where is this God of yours? Lord, as we open up our heart to learn about fasting, I pray that you'd help us by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I grew up with a song you may have as the deer penneth for the water, so my soul long after thee. About two months ago, Tiffany hit a deer, ah, right? We were like, <laughs> I saw kind of a different picture of the deer, right? She was driving along, and, uh, and all of a sudden, a deer came in front of her, and bam, she hits this deer, and she called me, I hit a deer. and I said, okay, what, what, what's going on? I don't know. He ran away. And so I said, well, how's the car it drives and all this? So we had to go get the car fixed and, and prayed that the deer would live, right? The deer was probably panting for water, and he was running across, the, the and you hit him on his way to the pant. Okay, but nevertheless, that's not a funny joke. I'm sorry, animal lovers. Uh, I'm an animal lover as well, but uh, I don't own a deer. But anyway, deers, they've pant for the water. Why? Because they're exercising, they're running, they're running, and they're looking for water. They're looking for refreshing. And what is he saying here? As the deer pants for the water, Lord, so my soul longs for you. But so much of the time, our soul doesn't long for the Lord. So much of the time, our soul is filled up with everything else. In fact, you kind of come to church and you feel bad because it doesn't pant for the water. It doesn't pant for refreshing because it's already been drinking along the way. It's already been drinking of other things. But how many of us would agree this morning that spiritual health would be when our heart is hungering and thirsting after the Lord? That's where we want our hearts to be. As the deer pants for the water, so does my soul long for you. And he says, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food while my enemies continue to taunt me. You know, fasting is what helps us. Fasting, I'm talking in particular food. I know that it's become popular, and I've said it myself, and I do say it, that fasting is not just food. It's social media. It's this and that. But then we can get off. I'm talking about food, okay? food, and there's a reason. I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about food, okay? Um, fasting gets us to where we, when you take away someone's food, you ever heard someone say, oh, 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 I'm just hungry. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> or he's just hungry. It's okay. Or the kid's just hungry. Feed them, right? Or they're hangry. You know what hangry is? Like the next level of that's like the ne- as the deer it gets hangry, right? <laughs> right. Take away the food. You know, in the but I want to talk about fasting. About fasting. Do you know that in the New Testament, uh, all the letters to the church by Paul, the letters by Peter, the letters by James, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Do you know that none of them tell us to fast? There are no instructions to fast in the New Testament. Someone says, well, praise the Lord. That's the word of the Lord. That's all I needed. That's all I need. I got my message for today. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't fast. Isn't that right? Nowhere in the Gospels do we see Jesus calling for people to fast. Well, then why do we fast? Well, I'm going to go over some scriptures about fasting, but... Uh, fasting is so, is not something that, oh my goodness, if you don't fast, this is something, no, fasting helps us, helps our heart to hunger after the Lord. Paul uh, mentioned that he fasted, but nowhere in his letters did he call to fast. Um, fasting doesn't change God. That's why, that's why We're not commanded to fast because fasting doesn't change God. Let me tell you, God is going to be the same before you fast, and God's going to be the same God after you fast. Fasting doesn't change the devil or the demons. Fasting changes you. Come on, point at the person who passed. Fasting changes Yeah, Fasting changes us. It helps keep our flesh under, under control. So why fast food? I'm going to answer a few questions here. Why fast food? By the way, not, not why fast food. <laughs> why should we fast food? Well, food is something that's commonplace to every one of us, right? How many eat in here? Yeah, every one of us eat, okay. Food is a commonplace. Like, uh, like women say, um, a way to a man's heart is through the stomach, right? right? You feed him feed a good meal, Right? Again, someone says, I'm hungry. That's why I'm like that. Or I'm hangry. That's why I'm like that. Do you know that the very first temptation in the Bible was a temptation with food? Remember in the book of Genesis, chapter 2. I'm just going to read it to you. You don't have to turn there. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 8, it says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in the Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground God made every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. God just doesn't have food for us to be sustained. He has food for us to, it to be good food. He says, the tree of life was also he put in the midst of the garden. And it says down in Genesis two fifteen. then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden and to tend it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the tree saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. He says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. So the temptation or the choice that God put, whether to choose to serve God or not to, was a choice of food. It was a choice of food. Genesis 3.1, it says, now the serpent was more crafty. How many of you know that certain Satan has tricks up his sleeve? Yeah. Satan was more crafty than any wild any of the wild animals the Lord God had made and he said to the woman did God really say you must not eat notice the very first trick of the enemy had to do with food did God indeed say you must not eat of any tree and then it says in verse 6 Genesis 3, 6 when the woman saw that the fruit was the fruit of the tree was good for food somebody say good for food In other words, she didn't look at it and it looked nasty, and that's what she said, "Ah, maybe we should just eat that. No, she saw it was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes, pleasing to the eyes, and it was desirable to gain wisdom or to make one wise. She took of some of it and she ate. Say, she ate. Yeah, and she also gave to her husband With her, where was her husband in this transaction? Yeah, sometimes, you know, people will say, yeah, her husband was off, and he was doing something, watching ESPN over in the, you know, corner, and then he's all, hey, what you doing? She said, hey, check this out, eat it, and he ate it, and he's all, ah, we all sin. No, he was right there with her. He saw what was going on. Men, you're not off the hook, right? Her husband was with her, and she gave it to him, and he ate, and then the eyes of both of them were open. That's where the first sin was. So the very first sin had to do with food. The very first temptation of Jesus had to do with food. After Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him and he was filled with the Spirit and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 it says Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Well, the devil first tempted Adam and Eve with what? Food. So notice... The devil's first temptation to Jesus had to do with food. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Notice he tempted him with food and he said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why is it important to fast food? Well, because it's it's a primary temptation. It's commonplace. It's something that God gave us as pleasure, as sustenance, as something that, is, uh, that, that we enjoy. And so it's the very first thing that Satan is going to tempt, uh, tempt with. By the way, sex, same thing. God gave it to mankind to procreate and to reproduce and to enjoy one another in marriage, So what does Satan use? Satan uses things that God created and tries to misplace them and tries to twist them and do other things with them. And you go, why do I have to deal with that? Well, you have to deal with that because it's really a source of delight and pleasure. We just have to get it in its right zones, in right place. Somebody say Amen. Why do we fast at the beginning of the year? Well, you know, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Jesus uh, said to seek first. The kingdom of God. That's why we take the first part of our day. Jesus would wake up early in the morning. That's why we take the first part of our uh, income. That's why we take the first part of our lives. We take the first part of our year, and we present the first part to the Lord. And as we present the first part to the Lord, we see it all through the word. He blesses the rest of it. And so that's why we take the first part, and we fast. Um, I hear people over time talk about 40 days of fasting as if it's, some type of spiritual accomplishment, and should we should we seek to try to get to forty days of fasting? Well, let me just bring up a couple things on this. The the examples uh, that people will give us are Moses of Jesus of Elijah. Okay, so here in uh, with Moses, forty days of fasting. I want to remind you that Moses was in the presence of God. Like, he was literally writing down the Ten Commandments in the presence of God. And it says here in in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, so he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, and he didn't eat bread or drink water. And this guy didn't even drink water. Don't take on things unless the Lord leads you to take them on. I've heard of stories where people have tried to <clears throat> accomplish in the flesh <clears throat> things that the Lord has not led them to do, and they went ahead and got sick, weakened themselves, and said, well, God will just, and then they died. Then they wondered why, why they died. Was it the Lord? No, it was stupidity. It was spiritual ambition that the Lord didn't lead them into. They stepped into. So here we say, That he didn't eat or drink, and he wrote the tablets of the Ten Commandments. God appeared to him, and he was caught up in the Spirit. Some say, well, Elijah fasted 40 days. Well, in 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, it says, And the angel of the Lord came back the second time, and touched him and said arise and eat because the journey is too great for you talking about Elijah and it says so he arose and ate and drank and he went in the strength that the of that food angels came and fed him food and he went in that strength for 40 days well if you came come and get some angel food i'm not talking about angel food cake okay <laughs> If you come, and he came, and he says, the angel, he said, arise, and because the journey is too great for you, so he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. This was right after Jezebel threatened him, remember? (laughs) This strong Elijah, was. he went up in uh, the terebinth tree, and he said, I want to die. Angel came and fed him. Uh, so this wasn't just natural fasting. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get up to 40 days. Now this was something that, again, was led. The only one that we really see in the Bible that fasted for 40 days was Jesus. Okay, um, uh, that fasted. You know that he, but again, he was led by the Holy Spirit to do. Can I just say, Church? Let's make sure that we're led by the Holy Spirit on things. Don't do things to spiritually uh jump over hurdles and try to accomplish something to be a superhero in the lord. We're not God's not looking for superheroes. He's looking for yielded vessels. Why? Because at the end of the day he's going to get the glory, not us. Right? In fact, in the book of James, it says, uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, for Elijah was a man who had a nature just like ours. He put on his pants, well, if he put on his pants, he put on his pants one leg at a time just like us. He, he, God's not looking for superheroes. He's looking for yielded vessels and people will, who will just obey him. So remember, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to do this. And then, and then also it says that the angels ministered to Jesus afterwards. So he was led by the Spirit, ministered to by angels. Don't just go and try to accomplish something and say, I'm going to get up to 40 days. No, don't do it unless the Lord leads you to do it. Okay? Let me talk about some fasting in the Bible, where we see fasting in the Bible. Let's start with the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, in the days of Moa, Moses, there's no Bible example of fasting up until Moses, up, 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 before the time of Moses. But then we see a reference uh, of Moses in Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 27. It says, be careful to celebrate the day of atonement on the 10th day of that same month, nine days after the festival of trumpets. You must observe it as an official day of a holy assembly, a day to deny yourself. I want you to notice a day to deny yourself. That's what fasting does. It denies, hey, what do you want to go eat today? How about nothing? It's a day to deny yourself and present a special gift to God. Um, only, this is the only time that Moses mentions fasting was a day to deny yourself. The Jews did fast. They would fast from sundown to sundown. So we would say, I'm going to fast on Monday. They would say, I'm going to fast from Monday night until Tuesday night. You know, sundown to sundown. In fact, remember in in creation, the evening and the morning were the first day. It didn't say the morning and the evening. That's what we're used to, the morning and the evening, right? The evening and the morning were the first day. So when God thinks of days, right, it's evening and morning. And we see here that the Jews did fast for 24 hours, sundown to sundown. Since the time of Moses, fasting was very common with Jews. Still today, fasting is very common with Jews, sundown to sundown. Uh, After the defeat of Ai, Joshua and the leaders laid before God until evening. Uh, In Joshua chapter 7, verse 6, it it says they laid before God until evening. So that was during the day, but that was about 12 hours. So it shows that they fasted for about 12 hours during the day. Also, there's references of fasting uh, until the evening, like a day fast, like you fast all day in Judges 20. 26, 1 Samuel 7, 6, and 2 Samuel 12, 16. Okay, there's some references, the three references there about fasting during the daytime. Um, we're also going to talk about Daniel's fast. How many of you have ever heard about Daniel's fast? Okay, we're also going to talk about Daniel's fast in just a minute. Jesus talking about fasting. Jesus talking about fasting. In Luke chapter 5, verse 33, you'll be familiar with these passages. It says, then they said, this is the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, why did the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, those uh, of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. He's saying, why aren't the people who are walking with you, your crew, your tribe, your disciples who are walking with you, why aren't they fasting? Like, come on, get them in line, Lord. And he said to them, well, can you make the friends of the bridegrooms fast while the bridegroom is with them? What is he saying? He's saying, why would they need to fast? They're with me. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and they will fast in those days. And at some point, Jesus was taken away from them, and then Jesus did come back to them. But how many of you know Jesus is with us today? Right? He said, I will never leave you, and I will never Forsake you. So we're not fasting because we don't have Jesus, right? Okay. And, and they, people were rebuking them because they weren't fasting. And he was saying, well, why are you fasting? You have me, right? Jesus is with us today. Matthew chapter 6, we read, Jesus talks about fasting. he says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. Somebody say hypocrites. With a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men, say appear to men, to be fasting. So they were fasting in front of men instead of in front of God. One was public, one was private, right? He says that they appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, well, you have your reward. He said the same thing about prayer. They're doing it in front of people. In fact, they're doing it at the most public places so that people can see that they did it. He says they have their reward. But you, when you fast, somebody say when you fast. Notice he didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. He's talking to uh, his disciples here or his followers here. He said when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Take a shower. Right? (laughs) Please. (laughs) Make sure that that, that people around you aren't like, man, you stink. Are you fasting? What's going on? You have bad breath. Put some mints in your mouth. He says... But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who's in the secret place. Notice, fasting is a secret thing. Fasting is a private thing between you and God. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Fasting is a private thing. Can you say fasting is a private thing? It's something between you and God. It's something between you and God. Uh, It could be hypocritical, for a person to brag about them praying and fasting. I've been on five days of fasting and I'm just, would you do it with me? As if I'm spiritual, Jesus said, you got your reward. That's hypocritical. That's what Jesus says. He said, don't be like the hypocrites who do it. Do it, do it before the Lord. When you do it, do it before the Lord. It's a private thing. It could be hypocritical for a person to brag about how long they're fasting or pressure others to fast with them. Don't go around bragging about how much you pray and fast. Oh, I fasted. I'm on a, oh, I can barely hum because I'm on a fast, brother. I'm not impressed. Because you got your reward. Or I'll I'll clap. Good job. You got your reward. That's what Jesus said. It's secret. When you do it secret, he'll reward you openly. Okay. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, we read in Acts chapter 10, Verse 30, that Cornelius fasted. Cornelius fasted. Cornelius wasn't a believer at this time. He was a Jew, and he was a Jewish proselyte, and that was his custom uh, to fast. But Cornelius fasted, and uh, that's why he did it. So we can't really count this as a member of the church uh, who was fasted. He did this because he was a Jew. In Acts uh, 13, it says, and they ministered, or uh, that was Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 13, It says that the church, the believers, that they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Would you say that with me? Ministered to the Lord and fasted. I want you to notice prayer and fasting go together. If you're fasting without prayer, it's not really doing any good spiritually. Fasting and prayer. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work in which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, same fasting and prayer, not a second one here. He says, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. Fasting is, if you're just giving up food and you're not praying, that's called dieting. <laughs> and there's reward. There's reward with not eating, right? Fasting is this. Here's here's a definition I'm going to give you. And I heard this definition uh, from, I believe, Jensen Franklin. Jensen Franklin uh, has an awesome book on fasting. Uh, It's refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Fasting. So in the book of Acts, they ministered to the Lord And they fasted. And when they ministered to the Lord and fasted, notice the Holy Spirit spoke. The Holy Spirit said. In uh, Acts chapter 14, the next chapter, it says that the elders uh, were about to be ordained, so they got together. And it says, so when they had approached the elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. So notice that one reason to fast is to minister to God. That you just say, I'm going to skip lunch today, and the time that I would normally use for lunch, I'm going to pray. That's that's really what we should do, is the time that I would normally invest into driving to a place or preparing my food, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to spend some time with the Lord, and I'm going to get be refreshed spiritually. And then here we see that when they were about to appoint and pray over somebody, they were they were getting prepared spiritually for it, And it says in in chapter 14, so when they had appointed elders in every church, they prayed and fasted and commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And then in Acts chapter 27, Paul mentions about himself fasting. He didn't tell the church to do it, but he mentions himself fasting. Uh, Acts chapter 27, verse 9, he mentions fasting. It says, now when Paul... um, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, he mentions a fast, Paul advised them. Jews in the early church would keep the tradition of fasting again, and so he mentioned that they were doing that there. Uh, he said in uh, chapter 27, verse 33, and as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them to eat, to take food, saying, today's the 14th day. And you've waited and continued without food and have eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment. He said, eat lunch today. Right? Eat. Um, For this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall on the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread, gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken, uh, broken it, he had... Uh, he began to eat. I doubt if it was these communion cups that we have. You know, he said, "Hey, everybody, pass them out. Everybody eat." No, no, it was they actually, they actually ate. He said, "I know you're fasting, and that's good and all, but the Lord's going to take care of us. Go ahead and eat." And he passed the bread. Right. Paul makes reference to himself fasting in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse four. It says, "But in all these things we commend ourselves." As ministers of God in much patience and tribulations and needs, distresses, stripes, imprisonment, tumults, labors, and sleeplessness in fastings. In fastings. So Paul fasted, we see. Again, he didn't tell the church to fast. Not that they shouldn't. He didn't command them to fast. But he he did fast and he he recognized them fasting. Paul also mentions fasting with self-control. Remember when he's talking to husbands and wives who are separating themselves for a while. And it says, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4, it says, The wife doesn't have authority over her body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his body, but the wife does. And he said, Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time He's saying, uh, I I know you're not coming together in the bedroom, you know, but for a time, he says, don't accept for a consent for a time that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer. And then come together again so that Satan doesn't tempt you because of your lack of self-control. What is he saying? He's saying, don't deprive one another and then get into some type of temptation. Saying, I'm giving myself to the Lord. Well, you're married, so make sure not to do that for too long. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Okay. Notice that. Notice again that you may give themselves to fasting and prayer. Can you say fasting and prayer? Prayer goes along with fasting. If you're just fasting without prayer, you're dieting, right? We're fasting and prayer, fasting and minister to the Lord. Um, one more question. Do we need to fast in order to cast out certain demons? Okay, I want, I want to read to you, and you all know which one I'm talking about. Uh, the, The passage in the book of Matthew we see, chapter 17, verse 14, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, talking about Jesus, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him, and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him or they could not heal him. Then Jesus answered and said, all you fastless generation, you must not be fasting. Is that what he said? No, he said, oh, you perverts. No, I'm cutting. He said, you faithless and perverse generation. By the way, that's where the word comes from. I didn't make that up again. It's right there. He said, you faithless and perverse generation. What did he immediately say? The disciples couldn't cast out the demon. He's like, you faithless and perverse generation. He goes on and he says, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring the boy to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, I want you to notice the question, and said, Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because you didn't fast. Is that what it says? See, that's how we read it sometimes, though. Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. Because of your lack of faith. You know, every once in a while, by the way, I have someone will come and say, you know, I can't believe. This person said they didn't get healed or they didn't get the demon cast out because of someone's lack of faith. No, Jesus said that. Now, I'm not saying it's wise just to walk around and tell everybody, lack of faith, lack of faith, lack of faith, and condemn people. I don't think we should go around and do that. But can we admit that there are times where it's just a lack of faith? And if we can't admit that, we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater, Right. Jesus looked and said, oh, you faithless and perverse generation. And then they said, why couldn't we cast them out? Lack of faith. He said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say. Notice if you have faith, faith speaks. Faith isn't silent. Faith speaks. If you have faith, you'll speak. He says, you'll say to this mountain, move from here and... and, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible. Now listen to verse 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not go out. This must have been something that he was dealing with on a bigger level, but can I tell you, fasting deals with you. Fasting deals with you. Sometimes you can be in some extreme situations. I know there are times with me, like when we have our, our freedom encounters, our, our nights where we are going to pray over people or times that I'm going to pray over people to be filled with the Holy Spirit or times where we're going to have healing times or service. I know that every single time the Lord will lead me and say, why don't you do some fasting? Okay, do some fasting. Why? Because I want to prepare my heart because you don't know what you're going to face or encounter, right? Yes, sir. So you're preparing yourself. Jesus said it was because of unbelief and lack of faith Also, uh, I want to remind you that when Jesus spoke this, he hadn't died yet and been raised from the dead yet, right? He hadn't, uh, on his death and his resurrection, he defeated the devil, he defeated demons, he defeated all the powers of hell when after he died and was raised from the dead. And then he said, in my name, Remember he said in Matthew 28, we just went over this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. In my name cast out demons. You don't have to fast to get the name of Jesus. So when you come upon some spiritual encounter or a demon, you don't have to go up and say, oh, I'm not sure I can deal with this one because I didn't fast today. No, you have the name of Jesus. In fact, not only can you defeat the enemy, but... Say, Jesus already did defeat the enemy. So we need the name of Jesus. In my name, cast out devils. You don't have to fast to get the name of Jesus. Fasting has no part in casting out devils except it helps you become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and keep the flesh under. Remember Jesus uh, when he... when he. Uh, uh, he spoke over that boy, and he said you know, the boy cast himself in the fire and all this. And, and then he spoke, and then the boy started flapping, you know, flopping around all this. Jesus had to know in the spirit. He had to be in the spirit and know what was going on because the flesh will shout, and the flesh will cry out other things. 1 John 4, 4, remember it says, you are of God, little children. And have overcome them because greater is he, read it with me, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Right? That's just how it is. James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. It doesn't, doesn't have the requirement of fasting in there. I'm just saying you can't take one scripture and say, well, this is just the way it is. No, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. You look throughout the word, the, the Lord has already defeated the enemy. We have the name of Jesus and authority in the name of Jesus over the powers of the enemy. Somebody say amen today. It's important, though, to always have a purpose in fasting. It's important. We see primarily here in the book of Acts, in Acts 13, that they ministered to the Lord and fasted. I think it's good to take times. In fact, these 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're starting tomorrow. I'm preparing you so that you can prepare yourself to fast the right way. Because I believe when you do it the right way, you'll get the rewards of that. Okay. So uh, one of the things they did was they ministered to the Lord. Listen, the times you would normally have lunch, if you're going to skip lunch, take that time. Go take a walk. Get alone. If you have to go in the bathroom, sit down on the throne (laughs) of God. I'm just kidding. No. Wherever you have to do, be alone and minister to the Lord. Take some time and say, God, I just want to worship you and instead of filling myself with food, I want to fill myself with your presence today. I love you today. I worship you today. That's ministering to the Lord and fasting. Another thing that they fasted to send ministers out or at certain times when you consecrate, uh, your life, or your children's life, or your home, or your job, and you want to consecrate things to the Lord. They would fast. And then another time is when uh, you're really facing some times of crisis. Anybody ever faced times of crisis? You're at a hard road. You're you're up against a decision. You don't know what to do. You don't know whether to go to the right or to the left. And you're really like they did here in Acts chapter 27. And they ministered to the Lord, or, or, or excuse me, they fasted, and, uh, and Paul fasted during this time, and he got some direction on what to do. Let me talk about the Daniel fast for a minute. Um, by the way, in, uh, on memphistabernacle.com, memphistabernacle.com, there are some resources that if you just go under resources and you download, this is exactly what it's downloaded. It just says Fasting Basics, and it has several pages of some materials on fasting. Um, I'd like for you to just go there and uh, if you'd like to, or if you're gonna fast with us, uh, to go there and to download that and just to read over those because I want us to be prepared because these are some fasting guidelines, some online resources. When we talk about the Daniel fast, the Daniel fast, Daniel was a guy in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, right? And there's two verses that are primarily on the Daniel fast. Daniel chapter 1, and verse 12, and Daniel chapter 10, verse 3. Let me read those two to you. Daniel chapter 1, just to explain the Daniel fast as we get started tomorrow. Uh, Daniel chapter 1, verse 12 says, Daniel said, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Vegetables to eat and water to drink. So things grown from the ground, uh, vegetables and water. And then in Daniel chapter 10, in verse 3, it says, I ate no pleasant food. Uh, I want you to think about what that means, pleasant food, things that you enjoy, things that you like. Well, can I have this? Well, is it pleasant? Right? I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine, the word meat. Uh, Back back in the day when they would refer to meat as their food or their meals, he says, I ate no meat or wine. They're really the luxuries of things. Uh, None of this came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. That's where we get 21 days. Three whole weeks were fulfilled. So when you fast, let me just tell you, it's between you and the Lord. Don't let someone talk you into what they think you ought to do. (laughs) And let me tell you also, um, if you don't want to fast, don't fast. (laughs) We're just fasting as a church together because I believe that, one, we want to prepare our own hearts and our own spirits for the Lord to speak, for the Lord to direct us. And though I know your relationship is between you and God, God has called us the body of Christ. As a, If he's called you to Memphis Tabernacle, he's called us to be a church together to function and to flow together. That's why we have a loyalty and we have some type of uh, duty and expectation to one another to come together. Not just to get or receive or like, I got, a, got a, a good Holy Ghost goose bump today or I got a good word today. That was really good. That's why I came to church. No, you come to church to encourage one another. To give, to love. So what you're doing is we're doing this together. We're coming and saying, Lord, for 2022, we're believing in individually, but we're also believe, believing collectively that you're leading us. How many would believe with me? We're believing collectively that you're going to lead us, guide us, direct us, protect us, show us your way, show us what you're saying. And so uh, this fasting types, there's I'll just read through some of them. It says there's a full fast you can do, which is drink only liquids. You establish the number of days. There's a Daniel fast, which is no meat, no sweets, no bread, drink water, juice, eat fruits, vegetables. There's a three-day fast. There's a partial fast. There's some scriptural references here for fasting. Um, How to begin a fast. How to begin a fast. Uh, Start with a clear goal and be specific. Let me... (laughs) Non-committal people sometimes will say, I'll just determine along the way how I want to do it. (laughs) That's how my flesh likes to do it. I'll just get in there and see how the Lord leads me. Boy, on Wednesday, I'm going to feel like, well, that was good, okay. (laughs) It's good ahead of time to determine, right? Because ahead of time, There's, by the way, there's two days to start a diet. This isn't a diet, but there's two days to start a diet, right? Tomorrow and Monday, right? (laughs) It's always tomorrow or Monday. That's when I'm going to start. But we're starting tomorrow and Monday. (laughs) We're starting a 21-day fast, okay? So we're determining that. What you're going to do, it may be right now, so I'm going to ask you to pray. It may be right now that you say, I'm supposed to do a Daniel fast, or I'm going to cut out, you know, all sugars and uh, whatever it may be. But I'm just going to ask you to just pray and the best of your, you might say, I don't really know, the best of your ability. Because I believe that's how we make decisions to the Lord, with the Lord. I know that when I ask the Lord for wisdom, I just say, Lord, I'm, I'm only me. You know me. You know my ups, my downs, my strengths my weaknesses, but I ask you to direct me and to the best of my ability, I'm gonna believe in faith that you're directing me. And you know what I mean? And so I'm gonna make a decision by faith that this is what I'm gonna do for the next period of time and for the next 21 days. Or you might say, for the next three days, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this after. Or in the next 10 days, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do it. There's different ways of doing it. Listen, we're not into legalism. We're not into religion. This isn't man putting something on you, strapping burdens on you. This is you taking your heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, how do you want, what do you want me to do to get my heart to a place that I'm like that deer who thirsts for you again, who longs for you, who hears your voice? again in my life. So I ate no pleasant food, he says here. That's what, that's what he did. Uh, how to begin, set a clear goal, prepare yourself spiritually. Uh, one of the things it says here in these fasting tips that you'll want to read back over is confess your sins before the God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you any weaknesses, forgive all those who have offended you, just clean your heart up. Don't you think the beginning of the year is a good time just to clean the closet? They call it spring cleaning. We're calling it January cleaning. We're just going to clean out the closet. Um, Decide what you're going to fast, what type of fast you're going to fast. Decide how long you're going to fast. And then what? This is what I want to ask you. Write down what you expect. This is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting Lord to receive answers concerning this I'm expecting Lord to receive a miracle with my healing I'm expecting Lord to receive uh, 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 an answer with this job or with my financial provision or with with my calling I'm 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 expecting this from you Lord. Lord, this is something I've been praying about for a long time. But I need bre- How many need breakthrough in something in an area? Listen, I'm believing God for breakthrough. Your breakthrough is not what you can do in the flesh. Your breakthrough is depending on a word is dependent on a word of the Lord. So we're saying God, this is what I need over these next 21 days. This is what I'm expecting. This is the position of my heart, Lord, and I know that you're going to speak to me what to expect. When you fast, your body detoxifies, I'm just going to read this paragraph to you, eliminates toxins from your system. This can cause mild discomfort (laughs) or not mild, such as headaches, limitability during withdrawal from caffeine, sugars. Somebody says, don't talk about my caffeine. And naturally, you will have hunger pains. Pray as often as you can throughout the day. Get away from normal distractions as much as possible and keep your heart and mind set on seeking God's face. How to end your fast. Don't end your fast by overeating When the time comes, like, I can't wait until that day. And then you come and eat everything you weren't going to eat for the last 20 days. No, you don't want to do that. Let me close by just saying this, and then I'm going to ask for us to pray. When I was uh, praying about getting married, when I was praying about making a big transition to move to Memphis, when I was praying about um, really any key area Of my life several major decisions I'd always stop and fast and pray and the Lord would answer every time I can look back at uh, times in my life I remember where I was in so much debt and I didn't know what to do and all of a sudden I fasted and prayed and what happened man it was like miracles the Lord came in supernaturally and not only got me out but gave me answers to stay out It was during times of prayer and fasting. It was times where I got my heart... I got my heart clear to hear the Lord. And church, I'm asking you that over the next 21 days for you to pray and fast. Not so that we can brag and say, this is what we do as a church. No, I believe for supernatural results. You know what I'm believing for. I'm believing that there's going to be more salvations. I'm believing that there's going to be more baptisms. There's going to be more disciples. When I see any empty chair, any empty pew, I know that there's much more in the kingdom. Why? Because there's people out there sitting today that don't know the Lord. I'm continuing to be able to be a better lover to the Lord, loving the Lord and loving people better. Come on, right now, would you, as we close this, would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Just bow your heads right where you are. Bow your heads, close your eyes. And let's ask the Lord, Lord. In fact, open up your hands, open up your heart. Say, Lord, right where I am right now, at home, if you're watching online, right now, Lord, I open up my heart. And God change me over these next 21 days. I know it's not you that needs to change. It's me that needs to change. Some have grown hard hearts, not hunger hearts toward the Lord, hungry hearts Lord help me to thirst for you again, would you pray that with me, help me to thirst for you again help me to hunger for you again for those who maybe you haven't heard the voice of the Lord in a long time, Lord I want to hear your voice clearly again maybe you have unforgiveness against someone, you don't even know how to go get it right Lord get that get that relationship right over the next three weeks I pray Get the direction of my life right, I pray, over the next three weeks. Help me, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. And God, I pray over our church, over your church, Memphis Tabernacle. Lord, we've seen so many good things, but God, I know it's just the start. And I ask you, Father, I ask you, Jesus, shepherd of the church, to lead us, guide us empower us, show us your direction, show us how to reach more people for Jesus show us how to be a a a community who loves one another as they did in the book of Acts oh God I pray pour out your spirit, Lord I ask you for a thriving youth ministry here I ask you for a thriving young adults, thriving kids Lord, God I pray that the next generation, really the now generation here Lord God would be thriving in this church. I ask you publicly for this. And I receive answers for that. Lord, leaders who I know that you've called into this body, who are called to step up into things in leadership, I pray that over the next 21 days you would call them into their calling, Lord, to be a part of this ministry, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it. God, I pray for any sin and unholiness within hearts and minds that would contaminate the holy vessels that we're called to be. I pray, Lord, that it would be highlighted and exposed so that we can take care of those things. Every person in here, I pray that they would walk holy before the Lord, righteous before the Lord. And if there are things to fast like social media or internet or things that are just become too pleasant or addicting and are filling the gap where you're supposed to be, I pray Lord that you right now would cleanse us of those things. Come on, tell the Lord, I re-surrender. As we sang in that, I re-surrender, I surrender my heart, Lord